How do you get 10,000 people to take a step to the left? What's behind the relentless mindset of a world champion? Why do teams of exceptional talent fail? How do you manage the pressure to perform? These are some of the curious questions we will attempt to answer as we bring you world leaders, curious minds, exceptional talent, successful CEOs, and incredible human beings who know how to inspire great leaders and are inspiring great leaders themselves. I am Craig Johns, high-performance leadership expert, international speaker, and CEO of Speakers Institute Corporate and World Sport Coach. This is the Inspiring Great Leaders podcast with ordinary don't belong. Hi and welcome to the newly branded Inspiring Great Leaders. Over the last three years, we have delivered 158 episodes that included Olympic gold medalists, supermodels, Fortune 500 executives, successful entrepreneurs, world-class coaches, global thought leaders, and ordinary everyday people who achieve extraordinary things. You know, it's been great to focus on bringing the world's most creative, innovative, successful and high performance leaders to you through thought-provoking, engaging and enjoyable conversations on the Active CEO podcast. But it's now time to shift into a space where we can now take it to a whole new level. And we really want to bring you into the world of those people that have a relentless pursuit to be an amazing CEO or be an incredible astronaut or stand on the podium with an Olympic gold medal. Those people that are researching the most amazing scientific and discoveries of the future, you know, what's going to shape our world. And, and it's important you know, to understand why I'm so driven to bring you this information. And I have, ever since I was young, this relentless pursuit to succeed in whatever I do. And I just thrive on hearing about how other people are able to achieve extraordinary things. And so we're going to shift from workplace performance and productivity to more of that human performance and connection through inspiring great leaders. So today, I want to spend the time to allow you to listen to some of our really impressive guests that we've had over the 158 episodes. So you're going to get um, sort of about 30 seconds to a minute from a whole range of different people And I hope you really, really enjoy this. Before we dive into our first guest in a few days' time on the Inspiring Great Leaders podcast. All right, so enjoy, lean in, and learn from his incredible, curious minds. You know, we we often believe that influence is about volume. It's about being loud. um, Or it's about charisma the person who's the extrovert, um, or it's about a position of authority. 
to the person who's been doing it the longest or who has um, who is higher up in a hierarchy. And actually, influence is none of those things. Influence is the gravity with which you hold yourself. Naivety and the, and the freedom of of belief, the 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 non-pollution of not focusing on what isn't possible, not focusing on focusing on what is possible and believing that, and not focusing on what isn't possible and believing everybody else, right? That's pure and beautiful and should be encouraged and and people should focus on that a lot more because it's only over time that you start to put the barricades up because whether it's for your own your own insecurities or listening to other people or second guessing yourself or all these things come later but in that pure stage when I was young and I look back in my athletic career I never saw a hurdle or a barricade in anything I thought anything was possible that willingness to straight talk and to be clear and open and honest with people and you know when I don't see that as something that makes you tough I see that as something that makes you humane Right? I think we owe that to each other, uh, you know, to be open. And, you know, so if I'm dealing with a performance issue, nine times out of ten, you know, I'll be the person who has the conversation. You know, I think we owe that to people. Uh, my, my team would say I, I create a safe space that then that allows, you know, hard, you know, difficult conversations and high performance to be driven. And I think because of that, you know, they would say that I tend to get the best out of people. And I love that. I love to be able to commit people, you know, even to a crazy vision or a, you know, something that seems, you know, a bit unattainable, uh, but that we work together and that we can do it. We, we operate on that peak stress curve. You have to be able to be right at the top there. If you're, if you're over the top, your performance drops, or if you're under aroused, then yeah, you're unable to um, execute what you need to do. And it certainly wasn't a case that we nailed that every time. And again, with age and looking back more purposefully, I could see how I could have done it better. But the, but the methodology that we, we used was that sequence of, of planning, briefing, executing the mission and debriefing. So in the plan, we started our focus. So we, we, we planned as a team. We were in the same room as a team. And we, we roughed out what we were going to do. And that would normally be the 80% plan. Then we move into the briefing stage where we communicate the plan to the team based on the most current information. And it's through that briefing we're, we're focusing that little bit more. And it's something that organisations do terribly. And to be brutally honest, so do sports teams. Stress gets a bad rap from the media, but um, there are good aspects of stress, mainly that it surges us on to complete goals. And, um, you know, it sounds like, Craig, you're an, a phenomenal goal achiever, and I know you're a triathlete behind the scenes as well. So... Um, you would absolutely adhere to that positive stress. But the negative side of stress is that what we find is um, that in the mind we become very anxious and we can be up late at night ruminating a lot. When we let stress go from being normal levels of stress to being chronic levels of stress, so when we don't address it. What I learned was you know, the whole idea of running a business or in any organization along a 12-month plan can be extremely limiting because the world that we live in today is just simply too fast-moving. So instead of that one-year plan, or sometimes people have three to five-year strategic plans, nuclear bomb all of that, right? Instead, move to the two extremes, running organizations in a faster 30-day sprint cycle, 
but at the same time thinking about 30 years because the cool thing about a far enough time horizon is that you're no longer constrained by existing resources and budgets and existing technologies. You can unleash your imagination. And I think it's super crucial to do that because that's when you start thinking about your purpose. But most of us have self-doubts. Most of us think we're not really as good as we, you know, we want to be and, and we don't think we can. Understand that that little voice inside you that's telling you that is just a part of your ego that is trying to protect you from failure and, and disappointment and it's trying to protect you. But that voice is actually causing you more trouble than it's bringing you. So understanding we all have that voice, we all have that ego part of us that's going, oh, what if you get up on stage and you freeze and nobody's, everyone's going to laugh at you, you know? Um, when you hear that voice, I want you to recognize it, acknowledge it and say, I hear you, but that's, I'm not going to be controlled by that. It's really gladiatorial because generally speaking, you are in the middle of this pit. You're lower than everybody else that's sitting around you. And, and the CEO sits in one space. So you generally eyeball him. And, and yet you kind of know that you have people piercing into your side all the time because they want your job or they are competing for the next job. And so that's where it really becomes a sort of a, a vicious circle where you're being pronged and prodded to look at the validity of your idea, your concept. What have you thought about this? Or well, why do you say that? And how is this going to solve this? And you're on your feet and you have to have thought about all this because if you haven't, it shows up. Humans have evolved in two very distinct ways. One is through, you know, genetic evolution, which is glacially slow, and the other is through culture, which is fast and getting faster. And the two are now fundamentally in mismatch. So the brain that you and I are walking around with is essentially identical to the brain that our 80,000-year-old ancestors were walking around with. They are threat detection pattern recognition machines that are designed to keep us alive and not at all well designed for the world that we have created for ourselves. Some of the highest performing uh, CEOs and, and leaders are those who have structure and those who have routine and that's not um, a bias I don't think that I'm bringing from a military, uh, a military background but um, I think in today's day and age, especially with you know emails and iPhone apps and, and everything else, it's very easy to be distracted by pop-ups and have someone else dictating your daily agenda, your weekly agenda, your monthly, yearly agenda. I think those that are very, very successful have structure and routine around it. Some, some of them, even though they perhaps lack the self-discipline to, to enact that, have a really, really good EA that will then keep them on track. So whether that if they're got enough self-discipline, um, they can do it themselves, or if they don't, they've got a really effective EA that, that keeps them on that. Her business purpose was step back and pause. And this is the story she shared. A few weeks ago, my little five-year-old niece, Maya, came tearing into the house with two apples, one in each hand. And I thought, this is a good time to teach Maya how to share. 
I said, Maya, can I please have one of your apples? She quickly took a bite out of the apple in her right hand and quick as a flash, she took a bite out of the apple in her left hand. I was shocked. But before I could say anything, she reached out with the apple in her left hand and she said, auntie, have this one. It's sweeter. <laughs> I'm sharing this with you because every day we have that same opportunity. We can jump to conclusions. But every time we take a step back and pause and give our customers a second chance, imagine the difference we can make. I actually made a mistake and I think the reason Kelly didn't make a final, it's, it's more because of my style of coaching. Because I've tried to bring my ideas about the coffee and my input and what I believe coffee is about and I've tried to influence him with that. Um, which of course didn't work. And, uh, and coaching and mentoring, I've learned after that, you know, failure that we made, is it, it's about digging deeper in, in inside of other people and inside of the competitor, really trying to understand what they think, what their point of view is, what their why in coffee is, and help them to find their why and help them to sort of go as deep as they possibly can. To be perfect is you know, your authenticity is not there, if I was honest. Um, if we look around the people we try and empower, if we have this perfectionism ourselves, I don't think we're really setting them up for success. And, you know, for them to learn that it's okay not to be perfect is a really important part of being a leader as well. And I'd much prefer to see people give something a try and uh, not quite getting there or, you know, or getting... and just giving the high five to them to go, hey, that was a great attempt, well done, great effort, and uh, versus them not giving it a go because they think they're going to fail. I think you need to remember that as you think, as you are, and as you remain. Um, so if you're not prepared to shift your thinking, and you know what, it's very difficult to shift your thinking. You, you, you're set in your ways, you've been doing it this way for a period of time. Um, I think you've got to be willing, as I said before, the see, think, plan and act, um, I guess, philosophy that was taught to me by a great mentor is what I now do is I actually break things down and I look at what are the options? What does different look like? And in terms of different, what in terms of a business perspective, you know, what is different in terms of what is no one else doing? Or how can I create a proposition out of a problem? With that public scrutiny comes a level of engagement and ownership that the public feel that they have with the team. And I think all you can do is back yourself to make good decisions and be able to stand behind your choices and the decisions that you make. But it's not always easy because sometimes it's emotional and it's irrational and it's not based on fact. And you just have to pick which battle you're going to fight that day um, and you need to stand by that you're making good decisions and not everyone's going to like them all of the time. But ultimately, uh, you've got to keep doing what you think is absolutely right for the sport. My company is actually Sprint Agile. So people think, well, was it, is he running or what's he doing? <laughs> Unlike, you know, relay racing, how people run and pass the baton to the next person and then that person passes the baton to the next person. We want our projects to be executed like scrum in rugby, not like relay racing. 
because in relay racing you have clear boundaries and phase gates where you go through various phases of your project but what you really want is like a huddle where it's messy and you may not know what's happening from the outside but the team is collaborating and there is a lot of skill there is a lot of little subtle movements in the scrum that could really change the game of the rugby and the outcome of the game and together they're inching towards their goal slowly and slowly I somewhere really tweaked the whole image in front of the glamour industry. And all of them used to, uh, you know, always ask me, Sandhya, what is this crazy approach of you being a model actor? And now suddenly you're all over, you know, you're going and, uh, you know, you're, uh, sometimes I used to end up coming back with a broken leg, with a broken hand. I had a, like a hairline fracture and my nose. And they were like, Sandhya, what is this high? And I, I, I kept telling them that, you know, uh, once a sports person is always a sports person, but being a woman, when you're always uh, being told that you're beautiful or you're intelligent, but when you're told you're, you're strong, oh my God, I think uh, that's just another high altogether. And I think uh, when you are creating a narrative as a leader, this is something I talk about even as a speaker, that we as a nation, uh, we globally need to uh, create world leaders, especially women world leaders, who need to be strong, not only when they talk, but also their action. The definition of stress is that it's a force. It's a force that causes change in your life. So it's not so much about the stress, it's your, it's your adaptive potential. Can you adapt to the stress in your life? Stress, if it's just a force, it's like gravity. Would you ever say gravity is a bad thing? Uh, I mean, gravity keeps your feet on the ground. It keeps your house on the ground. But gravity could also be the reason you tripped and fell and, and sprained your ankle or, or, or hurt your hand. Or, you know, you can't say gravity is good or bad. It's, it's how it's used and what happens with it. It's like fire. Fire can cook your food or it can burn you. Um, money. Money is a force, right? Money can fund terrorist activity and lead to crime and, and terrible things, but it can also put your children through college. So would you say money is good or money is bad? You can't say that. You can't say anything about the nature of money. It's how we use it. It's time for you to join the Inspiring Great Leaders movement by visiting craigjohns.com.au. Share this podcast on LinkedIn and be sure to hashtag inspiring great leaders. We would love it if you could leave a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Drop us a line with your feedback and questions and connect with us on the Craig Johns LinkedIn, Facebook and Instagram pages. Be sure to check out the next inspiring great leaders podcast where the ordinary don't belong.